Hey everyone, and welcome back to Behind the Space Bar. This is episode 16, The Myth of the Industry Standard. I think you're going to like today's episode. Before I get into today's episode, well, I guess first I should let you know, uh, are you in the right place? If you're a playback tech, musician, music director, anyone performing on stage with Ableton Live, welcome. You're home. This is the place to be. Uh, if you're not doing that quite yet, but you aspire to do that, want to do that, then this is the right podcast for you. Um, so, before I get into today's episode, I just want to take like 30 seconds just to say thank you. Um, I really consider it such a blessing, such a privilege to uh, be able to create content for humans to consume on the internet, whether it's this podcast, tutorials. Uh, if you're from Studio Stage student and um, uh, you've signed up at the site uh, and you're taking courses, you're joining me for monthly calls, downloading content, thank you. Um, uh, again, I know I should get into the content I shouldn't make the intro super long, but I just want to say thank you. It really means a lot. Um, the kind words you leave comments that you guys leave means a lot. Uh, it's great to meet, um, uh, some of you in person when I'm doing events, I just did an Ableton event uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, uh, that was so, so much fun. In fact, we talked about this podcast. So if you're uh, listening to this podcast because of that event, say hey in the comments. Uh, but I just want to say thank you. If you're listening, um, even if this is your first time listening, thank you. It means a lot. It's literally the way I provide for my family. Uh, it's a way I can afford to to get food and eat food. And um, thankfully, you can only see me from here up. But I, I eat a lot of food. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, let's get into the myth of the industry standard. Um, I don't know if you've heard this before. In fact, you probably have if you're listening to this podcast. Um, but if you're going to get into music production, you got to learn Pro Tools, right? If you're going to uh, edit video, you, you've got to learn Adobe Premiere. Um, there's this idea of the industry standard. What does the industry standard mean? Uh, it means the the standard, or the thing that the industry typically does, the software that the industry typically uses. Um, and that's a true thing. I mean, it's a valid thing uh, that's, that's real. You look at uh, what is everyone in the industry using? What are most people in the industry using? And that kind of becomes the industry standard. Uh, there's certain practices, right, that become the industry standard. Uh, oh, you know, the industry standard is to run this amount of outputs from a the industry standard is to use Ableton for tracks, whatever it is. There's this idea of the industry standard. It's a real thing. Despite the title of this week's episode, um, the industry standard is not a myth. But here's where I hope to encourage you today. Here's where I hope to kind of to, to challenge you a bit is uh, I heard growing up and uh, when I started getting into this that, hey, if you are going to do music production, you got to know Pro Tools. Uh, if you are going to uh, do production. Actually, I heard if you're going to do recording, you got to know Pro Tools. If you're going to do production, uh, you got to know Logic, right? That's what that's what the people use. That's what um, producers use. Well, um, I have three things I want to share with you guys. Today's going to be a pretty short episode. Of course, I always say that and becomes a long episode, but I think it's going to be a pretty short episode. Um, but I have some encouragement to you guys um, that I want to share that I think kind of breaks this. I think the industry standard is a myth. Yes, it's a real thing, but it's it, it's a myth in the sense of it's not something you need to follow. Um, here's point number one. The industry standard only matters if you are in the industry. What I mean by that is if you seek to become a recording engineer, yes, it is a valid statement that you need to know Pro Tools, right? That is a, a very valid thing. If you are a songwriter, though, if you are a singer-songwriter who is writing your own songs, that is, um, writing your own songs maybe to sell them, but uh, even just writing your own songs as a way to express your creative ideas, um, uh, maybe it's not professional, maybe it's a, a part-time thing, maybe it's for a, a cover band, a band that you're in uh, that plays local clubs and venues, 
Do you need to learn Pro Tools? No, that's the myth of the industry standard. That's what I, I'm hoping to get across to you today is industry standard um, only matters and only applies if you're really in the industry. If you're going to be a playback tech, um, let me, you know, we talk about Ableton Live on this podcast and that's the main focus, but let me challenge you for a bit. Even on that, um, if you're going to be a playback tech and go travel uh, the country doing playback, you need to know Ableton. You have to know Ableton. It's it's very much the industry standard. But I have friends like my my friend Mike McKnight that he's a digital performer guy, right? And I think at a time digital performer very much was the industry standard. Um, so if you're a playback guy, do you need an Ableton? I I, th- I think you do. And again, some people get offended when I say guy. Playback guy, I mean guy, girl, whatever your thing is. Um, uh, someone who does playback, right? So do you have to know Ableton? I think you should, but you could also know Digital Performer. But again, let's say you're doing playback for your church. Um, you're not out on the road traveling. You have no aspirations of, of um, uh, running tracks for someone else other than yourself. Do you need to learn Ableton? Do you need to learn digital performer? No, you could use prime. You could use playback and call it a day, right? That's what I mean by industry standard only matters if you're in the industry. Okay. Um, now let me get to my second point here, which, uh, this rings home for me and I'll tell a little bit of my story. Um, consider becoming an expert at one thing. Uh, let's, let's apply it to software. Cause this is where I'm going to apply it to my life. Consider becoming an expert at one software. Now, is it beneficial to know pro tools, to know logic, to know main stage, to know Ableton? Yes. That's incredibly, incredibly beneficial. Um, if, if you are going to be a playback tech, where we say point one, if you're going to be in the industry, yes, you should know Ableton. It's the industry standard that, that does exist, but I want to challenge you and encourage you, uh, to consider becoming an expert at one software. Right. So for me, um, I'll get people reach out quite often and say, Hey, uh, I'm using main stage for keys. Can you help me? And I go, Nope. And it's not because I don't like main stage. I mean, sure. I don't love main stage, but I, I can't help them. Um, because I'm not an expert at main stage. Uh, I have used it in the past. I at a fundamental level, know how to connect it to Ableton. We'll talk more about software that isn't your main thing in, in a second and, and how you can know that um, a little better and, and some important things there. But uh, if you try to schedule a lesson with me on how to use main stage, um, I'm probably going to cancel the lesson or I will cancel the lesson or I'll kindly say, Hey, uh, I don't think I'm the right person for this because I committed a long time ago to become an expert at Ableton live to focus on one thing. And I found with my personality, I would much rather become an expert at Ableton Live than kind of fragment my knowledge across Pro Tools, Logic, Ableton, uh, Mainstage. Now, does that mean that someone who is really good at all of those uh, doesn't know Ableton as well as I do? Well, not necessarily. Um, I have a lot of friends that uh, produce songs in Logic and then run them live on stage in Ableton, and they know both softwares pretty well. I know friends that record songs in Pro Tools. Um, and then they take and run those songs on stage and able to time. They know both softwares pretty well. Right. But for me, I realized a long time ago, if I can focus all my efforts, all my energy on, I'm going to use Ableton Live for uh, recording songs. I'm going to use Ableton Live for uh, mixing podcasts. I'm going to use Ableton Live for running tracks, for sound design, um, for editing audio. I'm going to do everything I need to do related to audio in Ableton Live. And by doing that, I become an expert right? Um, now I'm not going to get a gig. I'm not going to get a job. I have no desire to get a job. Um, uh, well to get a job one, but two, to get a job, uh, being a recording engineer, being a mix engineer, because 
uh, if I walk into a studio and sit behind Pro Tools, I'm going to go, uh, so preferences, where do I go for preferences? Now I know where to go for preferences for Pro Tools. But if I need to add an audio track, I'm going to go through the 16 different confirmations and prompts that Pro Tools forces me to do to add an audio track. Um, uh, I, I'm going to struggle a little bit because I know Ableton. I'm an expert in Ableton. But I, I don't feel a need right now at this moment in my life to try to learn Pro Tools because I'm not um, in the industry that uses Pro Tools, right? I'm not becoming a mix engineer, not becoming a recording engineer. So I don't need to focus on that. Now, is it going to hurt me to focus on that? No, um, particularly as someone who knows Ableton really, really well. It's weird to say an Ableton expert, but I'm an expert in Ableton Live. I don't know everything about Ableton Live. I'm not an expert on Max for Live. Um, uh, I'm not an expert on performing on stage as a DJ with Ableton Live. I've done it once or twice and it ain't it ain't pretty it's very much you know uh, uh it just it, it ain't pretty but i've done it i'm not an expert at that but i i am an expert at able to live and understanding how it works um now third thing here though let's talk about main stage i have worked with folks that said hey uh we're using ableton for tracks but we we want to use ableton uh main stage for key stuff how do we send program changes from ableton into main stage well i'm able to figure that out because i'm able to apply my expertise to other DAWs at a basic level. Um, let's apply this to recording. I have had to, I have used, despite what I like and my preferences, I have used Pro Tools to record before. Um, it was a small little demo thing, a studio in Florida when I lived in Florida and worked at a church there in Florida. Um, and I had to use Pro Tools to capture some audio stuff. And you and I figured out how to how to do it. And I figured out how to do it fairly quickly. I'm not an expert at it. I'm not going to teach a video. I'm not going to teach a course on it. Uh, but I figured out how to do it. And the reason that uh, I was able to do that, I was able to apply my expertise at Ableton to another DAW at a basic level. Um, I've always felt it's super important. And, and this is something we tried to structure when I worked at Ocean's Edge School of Worship in Florida and teaching students. I thought it was super important for students to record, uh, learn basics of recording, capturing really good audio, but staying focused in Ableton Live. And the reason why I said Ableton is because um, uh, they had to use Ableton on stage for tracks. That was part of the thing. And I said, let's let's remove the requirement for them to learn Pro Tools and let's have them focus on one DAW and go deep on one DAW, but learn the basics of recording. Because then if you get the basics of recording, if you learn how to mic a guitar amp well and capture it well and gain structure well into Ableton Live, you can then take that knowledge and really easily transfer that over to Pro Tools. Yes, you're learning a different interface. You're learning, a, I would say, more complex and convoluted interface, but you're learning a different interface um, and you're able to apply the skills you learned in Ableton uh, in how to just capture audio well to apply over in Pro Tools. So again, I think for me, um, it goes back to becoming an expert at one thing is super important. Learning the basics of stuff, applying it in a in a doll or in one kind of field, one area, and, and then you can apply that everywhere else. Even for me, um, uh, the past two two and a half years of my life, I was a broadcast video director at my church. I'm not a video guy. Uh, I do live streaming. You know, I capture video stuff here. I've edited video before, but I'm not a video guy. But I was able to take my basic knowledge of signal flow, and I, I understand signal flow well from audio and from creating a connected stage experience for bands and myself with MIDI, uh, with time code, 
that I said, I can understand Signalflow. I can understand how to, to connect the SCI cable to a video hub to then patch into an ATEM to then patch out to an encoder to then send to the web, right? I can figure that out because I had this basic skill set, this basic knowledge. Um, I was an expert in one area that I was then going uh, able to apply that to a, a kind of different domain of knowledge, which is live streaming. Um, so to recap, do you need to know Pro Tools? I keep picking on Pro Tools the main stage. They're good softwares, right? And they're good softwares to, to, to eat your own. But do you need to know Pro Tools to run tracks in Ableton Live? No, not at all. Uh, if you need to export stems out of Pro Tools, it's probably worth learning how to do that. Uh, to, to use alongside of Ableton Live. But again, um, uh, to recap here, uh, the industry standard only matters if you're in the industry. If you're going to become a recording engineer, mix engineer, you've got to know the software, the techniques, the tools that they use to do that. Consider, I want to challenge you, I want to encourage you, consider becoming an expert at one thing, one software. Uh, devote yourself to learning logic through and through, Pro Tools through and through, Ableton through and through. In fact, find the software that resonates most with you. For me, um, it's not just me you know, poking fun at Pro Tools or MainStage. Ableton just resonates with me. The, the way I think, the, the way I operate um, is the way that Ableton is kind of designed and created. When I sit behind Logic or Pro Tools or MainStage, Things just feel different. The, the interface feels different. The steps I have to take are a little different. So uh, consider becoming an expert at one thing. And then finally, apply that expertise that you have, again, to other DAWs um, at, at a basic level. Become good at recording, and you'll be able to learn really quickly how to record in any DAW. Become good at recording in Ableton Live. You'll be able to quickly learn how to become good at recording in Pro Tools or Logic. Um, to wrap up this week, uh, if you are someone, again, we talked about becoming an expert. If you're someone who wants to become an expert at running tracks in Ableton Live, first, you got to have the right tools. You got to have the resources to do that. And I've put together a bunch of really great free resources for running tracks in Ableton Live that you can get access to for free by heading to from studio to stage.com slash free. I've got uh, free click tracks, free guide cues, free time code files, uh, a free track template for Ableton Live 11 that you can download, you can start using right now that will help you become an expert at running tracks in Ableton Live. So again, to find that, head to from studio to stage.com slash free. Include a link in the show notes as well where you can get that content. And if you enjoyed this podcast, do me a favor, um, hit subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, hit the bell icon so you're notified when I post a new video. Uh, new episodes of Behind the Space Bar go live uh, every Monday at 10 a.m. Central. If you're listening on Apple Podcast on uh, Spotify, then do me a favor. Um, uh, give me a thumbs up. Give me a rating or a review um, if you enjoy the podcast. Uh, it means a lot. And then the final thing I've been asking uh, folks to do for uh, a little bit now is uh, grab your phone and text this to someone that you think would enjoy this podcast. If you think... If you know someone that you think would enjoy this content, please send it to them. It would mean the world to me. And again, thanks so much for your support. Uh, start. I'll end the episode the same way I started. Thanks for your support. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Um, and we'll see you on the next one next week. And uh, make sure to stick around tomorrow at uh, 10 a.m. Central when I post new content every single day, seven days a week. Take care, everybody. Bye.